Hi, all there, and welcome to the Find Calm Here podcast. I'm Deb Shell, the host and creator of Find Calm Here, a consulting agency and community helping Mighty Network hosts build, launch, and grow their thriving Mighty Networks. On this podcast, I share conversations I have with current Mighty Network hosts who've built, launched, and have grown their network. They share what's worked for them, they offer resources, and what has helped them find calm in the community building process. If you're a Mighty Network host, I'd like to invite you to join us inside the Find Calm Here community, and you'll receive support and tools and the resources that I use with my clients to help you have a successful launch, grow your membership, and tackle any challenges with the support of peers in a safe space that's affordable and enjoyable. We just started hosting Mighty Mondays, which is a monthly live tech and strategy session, and I hope you can join us inside. Uh, today, I'm happy to introduce to, uh, our guest, Jeff Bajarek. I'm going to guess at that again, a host of Rethink the Way You Sell, a mighty network bringing together sales professionals to celebrate the wins, share their struggles, and think harder so that they can sell better with the proven strategies Jeff teaches. He believes that the biggest thing missing from sales is success that the belief is that it's possible to succeed. Jeff's superpower is helping his community members understand the why so that they can understand the how in success as a sales professional. Welcome, Jeff, to the Find Calm Here podcast. Good to be here. Thanks for having me. How long has it been that we've known each other? Has it been a whole year or has it been longer than that? It has been. Well, that's what I was just about to say. Uh, we met about a year ago because we both took the Community Design Masterclass mm -hmm. with Mighty Networks. And I took... Yes, actually, we, we took community design. I actually had a question and I I um, I think I shared the question directly with Jessica and she said, come to the office hours. And I was like, oh, I can still come to office hours because I was in the one of the sessions earlier. It started in January or something. And, and uh, it's like, yeah, it's like, just come. And I was like, oh, OK, great. So I came on and shared my, uh, you know, kind of my question and, and talked through it. And you were one of uh, a handful of people who were really supportive and we connected offline afterward. And you had this really cool little mastermind group that met on a regular basis. And I was able to make to a couple of those meetings and um, I like your style. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, we are glad to have you in the, what is now called the Mighty Mastermind. Uh, we've been running that mm. Every single week since uh, we the inception last year, and I guess around this time in June, May or June, we started those sessions. And uh, up until December, we were doing every week. And then we just started doing um, every other week in January when we did a relaunch and a 90-day challenge with the Mighty Mastermind. And we're still meeting once a month uh, cool. with some of those people. So uh, it's been great to see so many people in their journey and my journey that gets to see as a part of the Find Calm Here community. So, Yeah. Share with us uh, how did it go with the uh, the launch, maybe, or after what happened after the uh, community design masterclass. Oh, a whole lot and not much all at the same time. Um, it, I started my community actually on another platform altogether, and I, I started in gosh, this was fall of twenty nineteen. Yeah, fall of twenty nineteen. And I started just, it was just a message board. It was, you know, discourse is a free open source kind of platform. I paid for hosting and it was plain. It was there. It was fine and it was cheap and it was open source. So I knew that I would have an opportunity while I was building to um, just do it the way I wanted to and then add things as I went. And then I stumbled on Mighty Networks and I looked at it and I said, oh my gosh, this is everything that I wanted to eventually build, 
already packaged, way prettier, mobile first, all the things. And, and uh, I looked and I was like, wow, okay, I'm jumping ahead of myself here a little bit, but it's not that much more expensive. And um, I really like it. And then the support and the, you know, the, the community design and, and just everything, like they really give you all the answers to um, how to run an effective community. And I, I really liked that aspect of it because there's a certain element of handholding that your clients want, that my clients want, that we each want too. Um, but what's really interesting is I find myself saying, oh, I don't need to do that. I'm going to do it this way first. And then you go six months and you realize that, yeah, they gave you the answers to the test six months ago. You're just too stubborn to admit that those are the right answers. Um, so I, I, I left the other community, shut that down, came to Muddy Networks, and I, I, I love the interaction of it, but it's still very much a, a work in progress for me. I'm trying to balance it with other social media presences. I'm on trying to balance it with other uh, modes and, and methods of content creation for myself. I have two podcasts. I have a blog. I guest on another podcast routinely. Um, you know, there's all the LinkedIn stuff that I have to do professionally. And um, I'm still trying to figure out where it goes. But the more I come back to it, the more I'm recognizing that um, this is a place I need to pour more focus, more energy, more efforts, more resources. And I'm still very much in the middle of my journey there. Mm. Um, and I guess the the thing I wanted to make make sure that I said was that for as cool as it is, it doesn't just run itself out of the box, but you, and you're also not going to get it right, right out of the box. And just keep moving forward, keep iterating, keep growing with it because you're not going to get it right the first time. You're not supposed to. Uh. Why do you think – I have two questions, but the first one I'll refer back sure. to what you just said. Um, why do you think you, is, you're seeing the value that there's time that you need to dedicate to – like you need to allocate more of your time to the community building? I just – the world doesn't need more content. The world needs more connection. And – you know, we learned through the pandemic that um, people were looking for it. I, th I think the pandemic and the various shutdowns and, and restrictions that we had on us um, really kind of sped up the process of people looking for more meaningful connection. And the reason I wanted to start a community was because I had, you know, for years had followed and I've got colleagues and, and even myself, we've created a lot of content. And there were a lot of people that I've looked up to who said, here's the stuff I've been putting out for the last 30 years. It's all online for you. Pay one annual fee. You can have access to the content. And then once a month, I'll do a Facebook live, right? Like they almost didn't want to engage with people, but they felt like they had to. And I said, why don't we flip that on its head? And I said, why don't I lead with community first? and let the community guide some of my content, but let's make it more about the connection. And, and that's where the whole thing came from. But I was still reluctant to dive head in to a community rather than continue to put content out there, but you know, with just a little bit more engagement. And I don't even feel like I verbalized that very well. I, I think there is, we're, we're coming out of a place where content is king and now we're getting to a place where I believe connection is really king. And mm -hmm. it's, I'm finding myself kind of struggling a little bit in the, um, in the transition. I know where I need to be. I'm just pulling my stubborn behind out of the mindset that I was in before and, and really trying to drive in, dive in. And what's interesting is, as I'm saying that out loud right now, my instincts were correct two years ago. What has taken me so long 
to really act on them. Um, they're still being reinforced um, today. So I, I just, I think there's, when people reach out and they want to connect with you, there's a reason. That's an opt-in. It's a buying signal. There, there's something magnetic about you, whether you went out and shook their hand personally or whether they saw something about you online and wanted to hear more. It's work to engage those people. But those connections are that's the foundation for your success, particularly as a community manager. It's a foundation for success. And as much of the automation as possible, you know, um, with these various platforms and all the different, you know, connections and the, the integrations that you have with, with other apps, like you really have to do a lot of the lifting yourself and a lot of the, and, and it's, it's not that it's just a lot of work. It is a fair amount of work, but that's the rewarding part. And if you're not rewarded by that, you have to, you have to consider whether or not you're doing this for the right reason. Mm, yeah. Passion. Uh in your craft of what you're doing is super important. And I think what you said about, you know, paying attention to your intuition, maybe in the beginning and then trying mm -hmm. to systematize in the beginning doesn't always work. Um, right. cause you then, that's how I kind of started down the road of, I need to have a sales funnel and I need to have this set up and that set up. And then at the end of the day, and my clients feel that way too. And at the end of the day, I say, I stop them. I'm like, all right, I want to stop you right here before we go any further. What's your goal? Yeah. If you want to have 10 people in your course, your first course launch, you know, then let's focus on 10 or 20 people or 50 people or whatever the number is that you know that you could, that you have on an email or you can have on a phone call and let's talk to them and let's see if they're interested in, in this course before right. you build it. <laughs> Let's just see if they're interested. These discovery calls that I've been working with some people on have been really uh, enlightening because I think, as you're saying, um, I think so many people think that content is the most important thing. Like, I have to have my whole course done before mm. I can launch. I have to, you know, I have to have 17 steps ahead. And I think the, the fault that I made and what some other people, sometimes you misstep and, and you create all of this and then it's not helpful. For whatever reason, you'd like to learn that these people are like, oh, I don't, A, I don't have time or B, I don't, um, I'm not ready or C, I just need, you know, something before this or, you know, I need more time on maybe step one. I don't, I'm not ready to go to step five. Um, and that's where kind of the implementation comes in and those connections around how you have a supportive team in a community and how you can each help each other strive together uh, and to seek to reach your goals. So mm -hmm. I know you, so tell us a little bit about your community. That's the first question. Cause I know you do, uh, you have a sales focus and then mm -hmm. I wanted to ask about how you brought, did you bring people from that discourse to the money networks or was, was this a whole new, um, set of people? Um, as both, I mean, the discourse community was very small. I really only did it for a couple of months and there were some people on my mailing list who signed up for it. And I said, look, I don't know what this thing is going to become, but here's how much it's going to cost on an annual basis. And you're in for half price, right? Like I know what I want it to cost. I said, look, this is a $500 a year value. At least I'm knocking it down to 250 for this first quarter. If you're an early adopter, you're going to take a risk. I'm going to knock it in half. And, and I said, I'd honor that forever. And um, I do that with, with all of my pricing tiers. The prices will likely go up over time. But what you got in at, as long as you stay uh, you know, current, you're, you're good. You're in um, at that rate forever. 
Um, so I brought over maybe a dozen from Discourse. And then when I launched to Mighty Networks, and originally the um, uh, the platform itself, it would there was only one tier. It was only paid, and that was it. And then what Mighty Networks allowed was a free kind of, and I love the, the analogy of here's the house. There are rooms in the house that you have to pay to get in, but the house, like it's a party, come on in. And, um, you know, I, I have, you know, my, my community is private in that you have to answer a few questions at the door to get in. Cause I want to know who's coming in. Um, so it's not indexed by Google. Like I'm losing out on some SEO and things like that. I get it, but I wanted to keep this place somewhat, what gated, but, uh, I've got, um, I've got the rethink the way you sell community that I engage with a couple of times a week proactively, as well as the comments and the messaging and things like that. I've got the deeper thought group within that community, which is really what my premium offering became, was a paid subscription group within that. I've got a free group for um, the Why and the Buy podcast. Um, I've got some other groups that I do and some other free courses that are benefits to members um, or, you know, like I've done some things with fundraisers before um, so that I can um, offer something for people to donate to causes that I really appreciate. And what I'm really excited about recently is, you know, as, as a sales trainer and a coach, it's nice to have an online platform to um, create offerings for my clients. So what I do for, uh, like if a client hires me to come in and work with their sales team, instead of just having regular meetings with them where I'll classroom style, either virtually or in person, get up and teach and, and things like that. What I do is I create a custom course for them and everything in it is created for them. And so instead of me coming and standing in front of the class and teaching for 45 minutes, I'll put all those video modules in. That's their homework. And then they come to class prepared and we can use the full 60 or 90 minutes to really get into the functional application of those lessons rather than, okay, Jeff's going to teach. And then I have a question, but I don't really want to ask because I really like to get out of here early or, or whatever. And um, there are always those salespeople in the back of the room, right? And I'm trying to eliminate that as much as possible. So my community has become a really an integral part of my business in ways that I didn't think it was going to be able to. You know, and, and one of the things that I really hesitated about was I knew I wanted this community. I, I knew I wanted connection. I have to, uh, and, and I want to foster a network of people who are really interested in not only supporting me, but inspiring me to continue to do what I'm doing. But I like to be out with people. I, I, I like to roll up my sleeves and get to work. I do not ever and, and, and have never wanted to be someone who is relegated to just sitting behind a computer. Okay, I've got all these messages I have to get to, right? So I it really, that was one of the things that I struggled with getting into was that there are people, it feels like in order to do this right, you really have to give everything you can to the community. Or you have to find someone who you can put on your team who can help you do that. And um, I think that there's if there isn't a full level of commitment, it's really hard to do it right. And so I'm, I'm still, as, as I have realized how much of a part of a beneficial part of this, I guess, and I'm tripping over my words here, as I'm realizing now how much this can actually integrate into my business rather than be a separate part of my business, um, I'm, I'm really, really impressed with uh, the, the fluidity of the whole thing and how it all works together.
Yeah, in the um, you mentioned a couple of things, but just as you're saying about that last uh, note, the community uh, we just launched a book club, and our first book for our book club is the Business of Belonging by David mm. Spinks. He's the uh, CEO founder of CMX, a community building uh, tool, a tool for community builders and community professionals. They have uh, educational resources and um, live events that they have. Um, on a global scale. And so mm -hmm. it's a, been a great community that I've been connecting with, but that he teaches about how community and business, there's goals for your community and there's goals for your business and how do those align and inter intermingle with each other? And how can you, what you said earlier too, was about having, instead of creating content for people, having them co-create content with you. And I just started doing that in the Find Calm Here community literally in the last couple of weeks of saying, hey, I'm, I have a client. They were asking me about uh, one of the Find Calm Here members. It was a, one of the Find Calm Here members, actually. And she said, you know, I get that you ask all these questions, you know, in the beginning of when you work with somebody, but I don't want to answer all the questions or some of them I'm not sure how to answer. And so I want you to mm -hmm. just to tell me what to do. And I'm like, right. well, I don't quite know how I would like tell you what to do if I don't know anything about you. And then what, what I realized was, okay, I could, what I could do is make statements. And then you agree or disagree to a statement. And you say, do you relate to this statement? Is this yes, true or not for you? And so I put this and I am calling them calm flows instead of workflows. I'm going to try to call them calm flows. I like that. And basically. Yeah, basically, you're just like, you know, if you're thinking, maybe I, I'm, I'm tossing around the idea of starting a main network. Um, and then it just goes through a bunch of just prompts, statements and says, um, you know, do you want to make uh, income from this? Or is this just like a, you know, a hobby thing that you're doing? And then, you know, do you have time? Like, it just, you know, not in a question, though, in a statement, I have time. You know, just taking that question mark out of it and just saying, I have time for this, yes or no. No, I don't have time. <laughs> well, then can I hire somebody? So I'll hire somebody to help me on my team, yes or no. And then it gets you to the end where you're like at the finish line and it gives you an answer. So mm. <laughs> that has been something I've been co-collaborating with um, the members in the Find Calm Here community. They've been really giving me a lot of great advice and feedback and suggestions about like how to make it better. And so I'm just continuing to like build that. And then these are tools they can use as uh, Money Network hosts, as well as this will help me for my clients. So these are this is new content I'm creating to help me and my clients. So mm -hmm. super exciting when you get to do that, and I love that you it, brought that into uh, the conversation. And and it's it's just interesting how things evolve, right? Like I had ideas for what I was going to do 15 months ago, and they're different now. And I engage with the audience differently. And you know, it's my the content that I've created just on a regular basis through the blog or the podcast or videos or, or whatever. It's always been pretty closely tied to conversations I've had with clients over the preceding week or so, right? Like I'll have a great conversation with someone. I'll be like, you know what? There was a lesson there. Scribble a couple of notes, turn the camera on, boom, there's a video it goes out, right? Or, or that's what I'll write about for the following week. Um, but I mean, actually just it's one thing to take those and assume that, okay, here's a lesson worth teaching on. It's another thing to go to your audience and say, what are you stuck on right now? You know, and I do a couple times a month, I'll do live sales training and, and they're just webinars that help drive a little bit of attention and get some people to come on and ask me anything. There's, I'll, I'll train for 15 minutes or so. And then there's open Q and A afterward, but I started with a poll that kind of leads to 
you know, it's on topic for the day, whatever that is. And it is amazing the information that people are willing to give you. And that helps me tailor that very lesson. Five minutes later, helps me tailor that lesson to what they need to hear, which is one of the things that I really love about live uh, engagements and what I love about the tools that we have to create the polls and things like that. And so I'm working on engaging or, or, um, uh, utilizing rather more of those tools on a weekly basis with my network so that it really helps me keep the finger on the pulse, not just of the greater marketplace that's out there, but, um, more importantly, the people who have already raised their hand and said, Jeff, we want you to tell us stuff. We want your opinion on this. And, um, there are the, the tools are there and and I'm learning how to use them much more effectively. Do you have a team? Do you have people helping you? Cause we were talking about how much uh, time investment is involved in like building and setting it up and then launching it and now, you know, managing it is a whole nother level. So. I do. And I don't, um, I recently brought a virtual assistant on to the business and um, she is very familiar with Mighty Networks, but I don't have her working on that stuff just yet. Um, it's funny, it, it was just on a call with her a few hours ago. And I was like, Janelle, I need some help. And she's like, okay, what do you need? And as we laid all this stuff out, I'm like, oh, Janelle, I have work to do before I can even give this to you, don't I? She's like, yeah. She's like, we either need to do it together or you need to figure some stuff out. I'm like, okay, I'm going to figure some stuff out and we'll, we'll, we'll pass it on there. So I've, I will, and depending on when this airs or when you're listening to this right now, um, I will probably have a little bit of help by then. Um, but it's tough for me too, because there's some stuff I know that I can delegate pretty freely. That's fine. But there's other stuff that, look, these people came to hear from me. They didn't come to hear from my team. And so I struggle with that a little bit because, um, you know, this is a part of my business, but it's not my entire business, it's not the primary revenue uh, driver for my business. I don't think it ever will be. Um, but it is, you know, something that like people are coming for me. They're not coming for an associate. They're not coming for an assistant. They're not coming for, you know, some, again, someone on the team, they're coming for my personal touch on it. And um, so I want to be um, grateful for, I am grateful for that, but I want to be mindful of that too. So that people don't feel as if they're being baited and switched. So uh, there will be some things I'm just not, I, I know I need the help. I'm just trying to figure out what it is that's going to be best in terms of the help that I'll get. And as far as what the members, um, can expect and, and want to get. Yeah. Yeah. I've been talking to people as far as, um, utilizing people in the community and I, uh, this will air after the three part series that I'm, I just, I'm putting out in the next couple of weeks, actually June 20th, uh, we're recording this before on June 10th, but the, um, the, the three part series is going to come out on June 20th and it's a deep dive look into a mighty network that I was, I've been a member of for three years mm -hmm. and I interviewed the host, a community manager and a community member. And in that, those conversations, they talk about different aspects of how they look at things. And like a host has a vision, community member has like the concept of like what this is going to be. Community manager has, okay, she has some tasks that are maybe assigned to her. But I think hiring from within allows you to then, they already know the content, like the course mm -hmm. content. They already know or whatever instructional materials or, or content is there, they've already been familiar with it so that they can respond in a more educated way or point, just helping point you to resources, say, oh, well, here's uh, today's lesson and here's the resource that you're going to use that's supplementing it. Or um, 
Oh, there's a great webinar that I saw on YouTube that relates directly to this topic and here it is and stuff like that. So those kinds of things are really nice when you have team members that you can hire from within the community and then they help you support you in multiple ways. But yeah, if people are coming for you, they don't want necessarily a community manager for certain Re, you know, for certain aspects of it, like if you're just asking like a, how do I get to something? That's a, that's a tech question. But if it's a more mm-hmm. about a strategy that, and that's what you, you specialize in, then of course they want to hear it from, from you know, your solution or your advice. Right. So it's, maybe it's more about the support that you're going to hire that does the other stuff, like the tech, the workflows and all of these kinds of like yes. back end things that, you don't want to do. <laughs> and I, and I do have some help too. I mean, from the premium aspect, one of the things that I started was I said, look, people can come and find me on my own, but I want this community to be something bigger. And so I do have who I refer to as thought leaders who are colleagues of mine, people who are authors or speakers, some of them just really high level practitioners, VP level sales executives who are willing to, you know, within that premium um, space in the community, they create content, they help me with the podcast that goes along with that content. They show up to some of the group coaching calls and they really do contribute to the, the premium aspect of that community. Um, and there's some awesome. revenue sharing in it for them as well. Um, so it's, it's something that uh, I created early on because I knew that I wasn't going to be able to do it by myself. And I didn't think about them in terms of your question when you uh, asked it uh, initially, but um, yeah, this was, this is a, a, it's a lift again to do it right. But I think it's a worthwhile one. Um, you know, just because of the the value of of that connection and and what you can learn together. Yeah. And I think it's, you know, and people, if they're being compensated, they're showing up and they're definitely being more intentional than somebody that maybe you ask to do something for free. Um, Mm -hmm. That's one of the comments that the other person had mentioned is that they, they own the role sometimes as a community manager of like, this is my job. And so this is what I'm doing. And then people know them and then, you know, they're going to those people and not bothering you necessarily with maybe a tech question when that community manager can, or, you know, the tech support can be of help. So I think that's a great um, point of view and, and, and to have people to help you. Um, what is your favorite feature of the Muddy Networks? Ooh, that's a great question. I'm going to tell you that there's a lot that I like. I'm going to tell you too, because I don't want this to sound like a total commercial. There's some stuff that needs some work, right? There's some stuff under the hood that needs to be corrected. And, we, you know, the little, little issues that I do have that are not huge, but, um, you know, I, I wish there were some things. And I see some of the, in the roadmap, I see some of that stuff being updated. So that's, that's really cool. I'm going to tell you, I think, um, what I really like is how easy the courses are to set up and how easy it is to integrate those into um, just the overall experience, I think, is, is the right way to say it. Um, I like that it's they, they walk you through, they tell you what to what to fill out, how to fill it out. And there are other platforms that do that as well. But it's just so easy to create the course content. and you can make it what it's, it's easy to move it around. And just, I, I love the functionality of that. And particularly as I use it more and more with my clients, it's a real weapon for me um, as it comes to competing or relates to rather to competing in the marketplace. Cause there isn't anybody else out there that I know of who can be as agile with that and customize as much as I can for the clients that I have. Um, 
it's just a really nice feature to have to create a course in 30 minutes and it's ready to go and it looks great and it's branded properly and, and, and everything. It's, it's really, um, it, it's a, Courses. it's a cool feature. Course is your favorite. Yeah. Um, and I really like that you do this for clients. Uh, that's, that's a really cool idea. Um, I think that's something people who are listening maybe could like, ah, oh, they're probably thinking like, Hmm, <laughs> maybe I should try that, um, too. Cause I think those are, that's are something that's so flexibly, um, like you're saying, uh, easy, easy to integrate in, uh, into your workflow as far as like your offerings, just adding those one by one with clients and saying, here is, you know, if you want to pay this additional, you know, here's what I can do with this additional investment kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So I think that's really great. Um, the next question was going to be what is missing or what do you wish the money networks had? Mm. Which is, you mentioned a little bit about that. (laughs) Yeah, there was, um, I think this may have just been recently fixed because I'm now getting notifications when people join groups, but there was a time not too long ago where someone who was in my regular network would join the premium group within my network. And I would not know about it until like three days later when I'd get an email from Stripe that would say, Hey, someone gave you money. I'm like, okay, who, right? Like, it just seems like if someone buys something in my community, I should get a notification like, you know, <laughs> I get a notification when you send me a message. Why can't you give me a notification when someone gives me money? Right. Um, so that seems to be missing. That's the biggest thing. Um, other than that, I think that, that's the biggest thing it's missing for me. And I think that's just because it's happened recently. That's the thing that's most on my mind. Um, there are a couple of little other kind of usability features on the back end when you're trying to create stuff that get a little, um, uh, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? They get a little frustrating. Um, like if I'm going to create a recurring event, um, I, and that's another thing. I don't like the zoom integration with events. I don't, it's clumsy and I don't like it. Um, so I'm trying to figure out a different way to work around that. But just when I create recurring events, can't there be a storage bank or a menu where I keep those images so I don't have to keep going back to my desktop or, or on my computer to upload images. I mean, this is really small time, small peanuts kind of stuff. It's not that big of a deal. Um, but, Unless you're uh, storing millions and billions of photos for every money network that's out there in the world. And then you have to have the most gigantic server in the world. That's what makes it a problem. There you go. For me, not as big of an issue for <laughs> one in your position, maybe um, a little bit more. Uh, um, you know. No, it's a great point. Um, I, you know, when you're, when you're, when I'm working in WordPress, I just re- revamped uh, some of my website. I've been struggling, struggling lots and lots with WordPress. It's not my, it mm-hmm. does not bring me calm, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on that one. Um, but I was putting my website together and it has all of the photos, like since the inception of when I, you know, launched my, my blog or my website, it was a blog at first. And so, you know, it says like, do you want to, you know, use a photo that's in the library or not? So I, I agree with you that it would be really cool if they had a library because I have my own library mm-hmm. and I, as the organized person that I am, <laughs> I have my own library for all of my media and content. And, um, you know, I have it organized into folders and on hard drives or things like that and backups. But if I could just click a button and, you know, it comes up right away, you know, that it's a lot easier to save me a little bit of time. I think that would be a great feature. So I like that. 
Yeah, I think I just think just, on on the tech end, it's the storage issue. And you know what? Fifty million dollars is a lot of dollars. So maybe that's something that could come in, you know, not too long, you know, not too far into the future. There you go. Heard it here first. Jeff says, build a library with your 50 million, my dear. That works. Right. Gina did tell me she's going to listen to the podcast. I don't know if she has, but she said she was going to listen. So, well, she's smart. She will. (laughs) Listen to my episode. We want the library. (laughs) There you go. Um, Cool. Is there any um, big lesson? I want to end just with any like lessons that you could uh, share with people that really helped you through the process of uh, building a money network that they could maybe learn from as well. Yeah. Um, stay curious, stay patient, trust your process and just recognize that this is, it's a journey. You, 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 you get these big ideas. I'm going to start a community because people are passionate about the things that I'm passionate about. And uh, they're out there. So I'm going to find it. I'm going to create something. I'm going to knock it out of the park and get really, really excited about that. And then your first time up to the plate, you strike out. And it's really easy to get defeated and demoralized. And don't forget that that great idea you had is still a really good idea. And that a lot of people aren't going to get it right. Most people aren't going to get it right the first time out. But the people who eventually get it right probably got it wrong the first 10 or 15 or 300 times, right? So if the idea is worth pursuing, if the community is worth creating, then do yourself a favor and move forward and carry on and you know, make this thing happen and learn along the way. That's the curiosity part. It's like, oh, that didn't work. I wonder why it didn't work. Huh. I wonder what might work now. Check it out. Give it a try. Let's see what happens with it. And um, you'll eventually get to where you want to go. You just have to be patient. And all the head starts and all the community design work and all the other courses and stuff, the resources they give you as a creator, they're brilliant. You still have to find your own way with it and continue to be patient. I'm not getting the results that I hoped I'd have by now. It's not even close. But I know that I'm still on to something. And I'm What did you now you gotta tell us what did you expect where did you expect to be a year into this mighty network? I thought I'd have more paid members. I thought there'd be a lot more um I thought I'd have a lot more figured out about them. But as I've learned with my own business, of which the community is only a part of it, there's a lot with my own business that I'm refiguring right now, that I am rethinking uh, and revamping and restructuring. And in some ways, the community is a bigger part of that than it ever has been before. Um, and in other ways, I just thought, yeah, I'll probably have a couple hundred members of the premium community by now. Uh, yeah, there'd be much more engagement on a regular basis. And I'd have these meetings where everybody would show up and everybody who even RSVP'd would show up. And like, it just, you have these fantasies is really what they are. And then what happens is life gets in the way, right? When I started this, I didn't see a pandemic coming. Okay. And then I had other aspects of my business that I had to protect before I thought about doubling down on the community. And then when I got down to that, it was like, okay, I mean, life has a way of doing its thing. And um, so there are things outside of your control that were imp- that will um, impact some of the things that you can control. And you just got to remember that your community is better off today than it was yesterday. And then it'll be better off tomorrow than it is today. And no step is too small so long as it's headed in the right direction and you'll eventually get to where you want to go. So I'll have my members, the, you know, 
six months or a year, or shoot, even two years, that's a, a blip, you know, in the grand scheme of things and a long enough timeline, that's nothing at all. So I'm committed to the long haul and we'll get there when we get there. Awesome. Well, it's an exciting journey. Thank you so much for sharing uh, everything that you've been learning. I think it's the process of the pursuit of patience and progress instead of perfection, mm. uh, which is what we talk a lot about on uh, this podcast, because I, I really like showing the messy part of the back end because so many of us as Money Network hosts have this grandiose, as I did too. I'm like, oh, 50 members, 100 members, I'll get that in my first launch, no big deal. Sure. They'll all come and they'll all be engaged and they'll all show up on the live events because it's so awesome. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's not that it's not awesome, it's just that life happens. And mm -hmm. it's just that there's so much else in the world that we can have interrupting our day, <laughs> not to mention, you know, even if I have the greatest intentions to come to your event and then, uh, you know, then my internet shuts down because there's yeah. a storm and I can't get on the call, then there's that, you know, it's just life happens. So I appreciate you sharing that with us. Uh, tell us uh, where people can find you if they are interested in learning more about you and your community. Uh, rethink the way you sell.com. That's uh, the, that's the address to my community. I've got just a couple of questions in there um, that will get you in. I've only turned down, I think two or three people who were clearly not interested in joining or in joining. They were just the, some of the answers I got were like, uh, okay. Um, and one of the usernames was like, I fooled Jeff or something like that. I was like, okay, yeah, no, you didn't fool me. Um, I, and I, yeah, anyway. Um, so yeah, you can come join, see what we're, we're all about, see what we're doing in there. Um, and uh, I mean, my, my regular website is uh, just jeffbajoric.com. So if you have any interest in looking at the other stuff that I do, um, it's all there. You've got a book. I've read your book. It's very good mm, for sales you. professionals. And uh, so anyway, uh, I hope we'll have links in the show notes to uh, check out Jeff's uh, community and his other resources. So definitely check out the show notes if you're interested in that. And that will cap us off for the end of our podcast for today. Thanks for joining us on the Find Calm Here podcast. Please subscribe if you haven't, because I really like that when people do that. And we have some awesome episodes coming up. I've got it's as of now, it's June. I've got episodes booked of Money Network hosts uh, for the next three months. So lots of Money Network conversations coming up from amazing hosts who are doing amazing things and creating that transformation. So thanks so much for joining us. Until next time, take care, and I hope you find calm in your day. Mm -hmm.